Yeah, this is Big V Racing. You're with Matt Nevitt this afternoon right up until 1 o'clock, and it's time to catch up with Mickey McGowan, who last week was just in some sort of form. I think everything he tipped just about won. And he joins us again, no doubt, with full pockets. Hello, Mickey. G'day, Matt. How are you? I'm well, thank you, mate. Uh, well done last week. Absolutely on fire. You shot the lights out. Yeah, had a bit of luck last week. You're allowed to have a bit of luck in this caper. It's pretty hard. There's more downtime, down times than good times, I suppose. But uh, we're looking forward to tomorrow. I reckon it's a magnificent uh, punting car tomorrow at Flemington. I reckon there's some winners there. I know you You were on duty last night as well at Sandown here in the studio. You had the three screens on watching the footy as well. Did you find a few winners and manage to keep your eye across the football at the same time? Certainly did. Uh, had a good eye on the Hawthorne-Collingwood game. That was played at incredibly ballistic speed. 32 shots at goal in the first half. There wasn't a lot of defence going on. <laughs> um, but it was just great to watch Brisbane. A couple of new players before the club. They've certainly made significant contributions already. And I'm talking Josh Dunkley, Jack Gunston, young Ashcroft looks like a ready-made AFL player. And they really challenged uh, Geelong's team defence last night. In the middle, in front of the ball, they had no Cameron and Hawkins. And Isaac Smith didn't play and Big Sarves didn't get on the ground. But it was more about how they used the ball and the speed of it that really challenged Tom Stewart and the boys down back. Yeah, they do look primed to have a really good season, the Lions, don't they? They're going to be, they're going to be right up there, no doubt. Hey, Mickey, tomorrow, uh, it's a terrific day's racing. There's two guineas on, and we might be a little bit biased, but I think the Australian guineas is the pick of the two. There's some quality engaged in this full field at Flemington. Uh, Jackano is definitely the class, no doubt about that. He's a a dual Group 1 winner. What are your thoughts uh, in the Group 1 Australian Guineas at Flemington tomorrow? Yeah, I think he'll win, uh, Matt. I reckon he's the best horse in the field. I don't mind him drawn where he's drawn. Damien Lane will let the speed unfold. Not that there's a lot of speed in the race. I think he will get into a striking position rounding the home turn. I'd reckon he'd be very hard to hold off in that last furlong. Um, 1,600 some reservation until they do it. Probably uncertain to run strongly, but it just gives me every indication the way the horses come back to the fifteen hundred around Plenty will be no problem. And he's two dollars thirty in the marketplace, it's probably short enough. But I think he's the best horse and he'll get the job done. Yeah, he's been well supported too, Jack and I since those markets opened. So plenty of love for him and why wouldn't there be? He's been ultra impressive just about every time he's gone to the races. Is there a roughie that you don't mind there, Mick, that could run a race at Big Odds? Um, in that Australian Guineas you're mm. talking specifically? Or? In the Guineas, yeah. Um, I respect the New Zealand filly, Legato, mm. who's just a winner. And they don't come over here just to make up the numbers. I love the booking of Michael D. He's a fantastic jockey in these big races. The last six months proved that. Uh, Legato around the $10 is probably the one I could save on. Yeah, uh, I think it was Mark Hunter's Ramaruffi this morning, Legato. So, yep, they're heading over to Australia with plenty of confidence, no doubt about that. Uh, What about the blamey stakes, Mick? It's the following race on the program at Flemington. It's race eight. Uh, Gentleman Roy's the favourite. He's $3. Tuvalu for Lindsay Smith is at $4.20. They're looking to book their spot in the All-Star Mile with a win in the blamey tomorrow. What are your thoughts? Well, you look through the race, Matt, there's just not a lot of speed on paper. So you think Gentleman Roy will be speared out from the barriers from Mark Zara, 
try to get good control, and from that point becomes the horse to beat because you think he'd cross Tuvalu, and I reckon Tuvalu would be quite content with Jared Fry riding to sit and travel behind the speed. The horse that I could also entertain was Uncle Bryn. I thought it was fantastic first up. It's around the 7.50 mark each way. It didn't have much luck, and I reckon it will improve significantly, but where it gets to is a little bit of concern. Can it give the gentleman all four or five lengths from the home turn and reel it in? That's the question. And I reckon he's a shocker. He'll probably run a race first up for mid-price and Kent Jr. with Ollie's steering. Uh, it's drawn out there in 14. We'll have to go back. But once again, we'll probably have to give those on-pace runners too much to do. Well, I reckon I'm seeing that race very similarly to how you are, Mick. I reckon I've seen it exactly through the same lenses. Uh, terrific day's racing. Can't wait for it at Flemington and also at Ramwick tomorrow. What do you make of the Miracle Mile, Mick? I just had a chat to Andy Gath, who's got Catch a Wave engaged, who defeated Captain Ravishing last start in the Chariots of Fire. What are your thoughts in the Miracle Mile at Menangle? Well, it's just an intriguing race because there's so many scenarios that could happen. Does Spirit of St. Louis hold the front? Or does he try to hand up and give it to maybe a horse like Catch a Wave? I think Kate Gaff will try to light it up early. But then you've got Matt Dan out there in eight. And I know I've heard that the owner wants to put it in the race. And we know it can fly the mobile. If Catch a Wave leads, Sturt of St. Louis sits behind him. Matt Dan gets the death seat. And Honolulu Bay just sits there, camp 1 1, doing no work from the gate because I don't think you can work it out of the gate, doesn't finish its race at all. But I think the Inter-Dominion has made this horse stronger and it's got a greater temperament in the bigger races. So I just think uh, capping Ravishing from out there in nine will have to be grabbed hold at the start. And if they overdo it up front, and some spirit of St. Louis doesn't hand up and catch away gets racing and that band can't get in, then a horse like Captain Ravishing who starts no work off the gate We'll see a horse that could potentially run 25 and change last quarter, and it'd be hard to hold out. Mm. So that... I think there's so many scenarios. Best horse, racing extremely well at the moment, I think, is Honolulu Bay. Two up-and-comers, a catch and wave and captain ravishing. And Spirit of Saluli could be the one doing no work at all that could be in the race as well. But it's an intriguing race. If I have a bet, I'll probably back captain ravishing each way. It could be very exciting. Very, very exciting if we see the best of Captain Ravishing tomorrow. Well, over the history of time, as you know, Matt, everyone asked the question about favourite miracle miles. And we've watched this race for years, as you know. And mm. you know, I remember as a kid growing up at Ballarat, Matt, and Pale Poke Daddios was one of my favourite horses. And he won a miracle mile. And you go to horses like Poppy, Popular Realm, Billis Gill, Pro Chevalier. Now, Billy's kid won a couple of miracle miles. The one comes to mind was 2010. Smoking up performance when he sat outside. Blacks of Fake, who was one of my favourite horses, and happened to run it down. And mind you, had to run 26 8 sitting in the death when Blacks of Fake led to do so. His last 400 to our point, Blacks of Fake, and that particular miracle mile was something only champions are made of. Mm. Yeah. And the other beauty that brings interest to the race, too, and it's not in this race this year. Um, potentially, it could happen again. But you look at the female element of the driver. Mm-hmm. You've got Kate Gaff on catch away as a legitimate chance. Now, there's only three 
women have ever won a Miracle Mile, and Kelly Kirkwood was the first on Norm's daughter. Jodie got the drive on Sokiola, and obviously Natalie Rasmussen won with Have Faith in Me. I think that was in about 2016. So there's always interest in the race. There's always some controversy leading in. It's gone from Harold Park to Menangle, the bigger 1,400-metre track, and that's the reason why it's captivates the harness racing fans because it's a great way great great race to watch. Yeah, and there's plenty of female participation right across the night. Mick Shannon O'Sullivan and Abby Sanderson have group rides uh, group drives as well. So great to see them kicking goals and you're right. None of these horses might be in the same ilk of some of those paces that you mentioned just before, but if it's Honolulu Bay adding a miracle mile to a hunter cup, all of a sudden he's on his way to becoming one of the one of the all-timers, and then Captain Ravishing, who knows what the future holds for him. This could be the start of something special. So, well, it's he might what... be sold to America, who knows? <laughs> and the thing with Honolulu Bay, the question is, can he become the seventh place to win the Hunter Cup Miracle Mile double? Mm-hmm. King of Swing, you know, was the most recent horse to do so. Uh, but this horse has just improved so much since the Dominion campaign, and I've got no doubt uh, Emma Stewart and Clayton, Clayton Tonkin will have all their representatives that are racing in the Miracle Mile on tune tomorrow night. Mm. We will find out tomorrow night. Can't wait for it. That's the Miracle Mile. It's race seven on the program at Menangle. What about in the Greyhounds tomorrow? Mickey, have you got a winner for us? Oh, I think there's a couple of shorties that could get the money. Race six, number seven, Elite Alex. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be very hard to beat considering Miss Scallywag and Lala Reindeer in boxes five and six can probably card the cross. And from there, I reckon it's going to be in the best position to either cross them or just sit off them and wheel them in. Um, it'll be around even money. I think race seven, number one, Gary Stunon. It's about 2.30, 2.40, well boxed. He can win back-to-back wins. It'll lob to the rail and wait for gaps to open and be strong late. And then even in race five, I think there's a roughy of a night. It's an each-way play, I'd say, uh, living into me. Mm-hmm. It's $19.00. And it's been racing really well. I thought it chased hard to run second behind Rhino Bale, who'll be favoured in this race in the final of um, this particular event. And I just think in box six, it has a bit of luck early. The way it's chasing, it might outrun its odds. All right, well, we'll jot those down because you are in a rich vein of form at the moment, Mickey. Hey, uh, there's a text here from John in Tullamarine. He says, G'day, Matty, I'm a Bombers fan. Can you please ask Mick where he thinks the Bombers will finish specifically on the ladder this year. He's a ripping judge, so I'm keen for his honest appraisal. Anywhere between probably 11th and 15th. The biggest thing that they need to improve is to stop opposition's ball moving from back to front. And watching them over the summer, going to training and watching them in a lot of match simulations, there's a real emphasis on their formation over position. They've got to get rid of the high stats that their midfield group want to get. Parish, Shield, Merritt, we know they can win their own footy. But when they haven't got it, those players specifically have got to go into a defensive formation to be a part of their team defence. Yeah, they're an interesting watch this year, the Bombers. Hey, Mickey, 45 seconds till the next at Ballarat. Just quickly, what did you make of Jordan Degoe's sling tackle on Lloyd Meek yesterday? Do you think he'll miss a week? Well, with concussion in the news, they're always worried about the head. He got up and played the game out, which was a positive for Jordan. Maybe the impact was low, which will save him. Mm. 
It's going to be interesting. Hey, uh, Mickey, appreciate your insights as always on a Friday. Uh, enjoy the weekend's footy and racing and uh, it just continues to heat up, especially on the football front. So looking forward to hearing from you again next Friday. Good on you, Matt.